Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This shit got content claimed for having a shitty name song. So fuck LCDC and fuck you. It's Thursday, you know what that means. It's episode 79 of the most elite show on the Rundown Wrestling Network. This is the AEW Rundown. My name is Adam, I'm your host, Sal is here, what's up, buddy? Hey, what's going on, man? How you doing this fine Thursday afternoon slash evening? More evening. it's <laughs> 10 o'clock. <laughs> it might... What? What time zone are you in, Captain Come on, Cockdrop? dude. This is Podcasting 101. You don't uh, alienate your fans from other time zones. Maybe it's <laughs> afternoon where they're listening. I remember. Do you know who Paul F. Tompkins is? I heard the name. Okay. He used to he used to have a podcast called the Pod F. Tompcast. And it would start with a voice going, it's nighttime on the internet. And apparently, like after the first episode, he got he got mail. Like you can't say what time it is on a podcast. <laughs> That's fantastic. That is fucking fantastic. Ah, uh, so you had fun on Tuesday? Yeah, uh, me and Ginger recorded the WWE <laughs> rundown. Nobody else showed up, um, even though you watched Raw. I didn't watch SmackDown. You're missing the better show, uh-huh. and I thought <laughs> you were. You said you said you were going to watch the rest of me, the SmackDown after me. <laughs> no, I didn't. Oh, you did. It's not my fault. My work is uh, not has no defined endpoint. That's true. Um, no, yeah, me and Ginger had fun. Um, you know, we were in the perfect state of mind. <laughs> is that like that New York state of mind? Yeah, yeah. Only. More like California, but it was it was a good time. And more like, um, Jama- more like Jamaica. <laughs> Jamaica me crazy, Kofi. Oh, don't even. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> uh, one no. thing I noticed when I was on no. WWE Rundown is that uh, Raw is uh, right back to being unwatchable. <laughs> you know I love Mike Adam. Oh yeah. Do you, how do you feel about the new guy? Needs Gen- work. General Adnan Verk. <laughs> <laughs> he needs he needs some Verk. Well, they could do worse. Could they though? Could I they? Don't I, I don't apologize for that joke. <laughs> anyway, uh, how's your day been today? Was it busy uh, at your job? Today, today was alright. Is I wasn't that bad. I got I had a decent route. I got a rescue. So, did you get snow? It it did snow today. It randomly snowed it today. Was, it was squalling. It was sunny as hell out, but it then started randomly snowing, and I was just like, yesterday, I went every morning before I before I get dressed, I check the weather. Okay, yeah. So I know, so I know if I need to wear my uh, uniform pants or my uniform shorts. Hmm. Yesterday I checked the weather uh, for Manchester, and it said. High of 71, nighttime 30-something. Like, all right, 
Short stay. 71. Short stay. It was in the 40s all fucking day yesterday. <laughs> and I had shorts, short sleeve polo shirt, no jacket. Yesterday was rough. Do you um, do you use the app that comes with the iPhone? No, I use the Weather Channel app. Ah, uh, see? She used the app that comes with the iPhone. It's much more accurate. I think so, anyway. Um, it was also related to the fact that I was in the boonies yesterday. But... The boonies of New Hampshire. Um, hmm. Yeah, I mean, isn't that the whole state? Still no, no matter how many times you make that joke. <laughs> really, because what's heavily populated in New Hampshire? Let me see here. Salem, kind of, on that one street. Nashua, near the, the shopping center. And Manchester, right? That's about it. Manchester is the biggest city in the States. Right. Port, other than those Port three Smith. cities, are there any other places that are heavily populated in New Hampshire? Portsmouth, Concord, Dover. Dover is not populated. Hampton? Hampton is populated during a certain time of the year. (sighs) Sorry. What's it called called when you're racist against my state? (laughs) It's not my fault that my state's better. Just saying. Fucking asshole. (laughs) Hey. I like your state a hell of a more hell of a more than <laughs> Are you still high? No. I like your state way more than the ones next to you, okay? No, stick with hell of a more. Hell of a more than the ones next to you. It's a halluva more. Because I can't stand people from Maine. And I cannot stand people from Vermont. Mm-mm. Wait, now, that being said... That's where the good ice cream comes from. That being said, if we have listeners from Maine and Vermont, thank you for listening to our show. (laughs) (laughs) And it's nothing against you personally. I'm sure you're awesome people, and I would watch wrestling with you. But just for, like, life things in general, yeah, I'm definitely not a Maine person, and I'm definitely not a Vermont person. (laughs) And I don't think they'd like me either, to be fair. Anyway... Not touching that. Uh, as per usual, we are live to the world at twitch.tv slash effects. Come hang out. Come give me a follow. Be a cool dude and hang out in uh, in chat with us while we uh, while we talk about uh, AEW. Uh, we've already got KT and uh, Walter. Walter's in chat from APW. Uh, speaking of APW, we had a blast on Saturday. Nice. Uh, first show in six months. Uh, took my kid. Yeah, fun. His first, he went to his first wrestling show ever. Uh, yet he, he had he had a blast. He was fucking screaming and yelling, and he was great. Three questions for you. Three, okay. Three questions right off right off the bat. Did you let him go backstage? Uh, at the end. When I okay. Okay. Um, second question: Did you let him go in the ring? We didn't go in the ring, though. No. Okay. That would have been cool. But, all right, that's fine. And the third question is, why have you decided to expose your son to a life of pain? I don't know that he's going to be a wrestler. <laughs> no, a wrestling fan. I meant I meant a wrestling fan. Take a picture. 
When you're oh, that's cute. The belt. It's a big belt. <laughs> the APW Championship. No, oh, he had he had a blast. That's awesome. Then on the way home, he demanded food. Oh. Even though even though during intermission, I got him a hot dog and a piece of pizza. <sighs> He's like, I'm hungry. I'm like, it's fucking 10 o'clock. Yeah. So we went to Wendy's because I was going to Wendy's anyways because I needed food. And I got him a kid's meal and he passed the fuck out. So I ate my food and his kid's meal. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Are you saying that <laughs> your son told you he was hungry and you as the as the father, as the dad, had to go get him food? Is that what you're saying right now? Because that segues perfectly into being the elite this week. <laughs> when a certain dad of a certain faction took care of all his children's <laughs> needs. <laughs> we'll get there. Um, yeah, yeah. So, because I, t- I told him that I was going to get food. Which was the mistake. I really, what I should have done, what I'll do why next would time. You, why did you? Because I'm stupid, I would never Sal. St- you know this. <sighs> what I what I'll do next time is just wait for him to pass out and then find the drive thru. Yeah. Cuz yeah, we it yeah, he <sniffs> gone. So I'm so I had my uh I had my Wendy's and a kids meal. The best thing ever was like I would be at the light or something with my kids in the car like let's say we're coming back from someplace. And like at the at the intersection or whatever there'd be like a McDonald's. And I'm looking at it. But I don't want them to see me looking at it. But then they look at it and they go, can we go to McDonald's, please? Please, can we go to McDonald's? Can we go to McDonald's? And I go, now I have to. <laughs> I was thinking about it. good for the rest of the day. I was thinking about it and now I'm being forced to. Damn it. But, you know. Uh, so my, my, my wife bought a, a desk. To, to act as a, she, she wants to become a writer. She's been doing, she's been writing stories and stuff. And so she bought a desk to, to act as a writing desk and she threw it in our walk-in closet to, as a place where she could go and not be bothered by anyone. And so we're putting this thing together on Monday night and it's typical prefab furniture. Everything is a, is a hex screw. And I'm like, you know what? I have a fucking electric screwdriver. I can I can get my electric screwdriver and I can zip zap this thing together in like five minutes. So I go and get my electric screwdriver. I have a hex key bit, one size up and one size down. Oh. I don't have the right size hex key. What the fuck? Bit for my electric. I was so fucking mad. You didn't make the drive to Home Depot right then. It was no. This is remember when I said remember when I was texting you guys. I was like, well, I missed this and this on Raw, but I have a story for Thursday. Oh, that was, it was like nine thirty, ten o'clock. No, because I'm oh I missed HQ. Yeah, it was like nine thirty at night. Damn it! <laughs> but it's always the case, though, right? It's always the me. fucking case. And the one the one that was packed in with the fucking desk was shitty. They made it out of, like, fucking aluminum or some shit. It was just soft as shit, and it was completely stripped, like, halfway through building this fucking desk. So. Was this an Ikea purchase? No, I don't think it was Ikea. Uh, it was something off. Something that's off the way Amazon. to go. <laughs> it's a nice little desk, though. Okay. But, uh, yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Shall we begin with being the elite? Uh, APW returns to Newbury May 29th. If you want to get your tickets, get them now, because they will sell out. 
at landlikeprowrestling.weebly.com. That's my daughter's ninth birthday. Bringer. But I really want to go to EPW. She would have no interest. She would be like, I'm bored. Because it's my youngest. The match is already signed. We'll see. Yeah, Leah Markopoulos defends the APW Heavyweight Championship against Robo. Maybe we can do her birthday earlier in the day. Um, Okay. So, let's start with being the elite. Angel Sinclair and uh, Savannah against Vanity Vixen and Widow Belmont in a hardcore tag team match. Ooh. Sounds good. Sounds Just pretty saying. good. All right, Just stop it. Episode what? 252, The Forbidden Door? No, The Forbidden Dior. Dior. <laughs> Cold open, the Young Bucks show off their expensive custom kicks with with their new gear and Matt's stupid beaded headband. Because people who truly don't care what other people think make sure to tell anyone who listen how much they don't care what other people think. Uh, it seems they're perfect at being little assholes, so the new heel turn fits them well. <laughs> Like the natural. <laughs> well, they call him the natural. Warn him later. Let's begin uh, after our title sequence. We get a highlight package of the Bucks match against Pack and Phoenix, or is there known on this show the Death Line? Then we also see the backstage segment with Marvez and Hangman in the Dark Order. Hangman leaves to go get everyone egg rolls. And specifically ask the Dark Order, you guys want some? And then he says, I'll be right back. I'm just going to get cigarettes. Yep. Fast forward to a few days later, and the Dark Order are still waiting for Hangman to bring them food. They complain that it's been, <laughs> they're already done filming Dark, and it's like 1 in the morning. 7, 7 a.m. 7 a.m. That's even better. Um, so Colt repeatedly texts Hangman, but gets no response. Johnny is hungry. Johnny Hungy. Thank you. And is, uh, getting really fucking hungry to the point where he might eat five's brand new giant dick. Scratch the word might as John Silver lunges at five's crotch. (laughs) Stu mentions he's pretty sure Hangman is not coming back, and Uno says his dad never came back when he left either. Wow, this took a turn. (laughs) Silver then says, of course, have you seen yourself? Holy shit. (laughs) That's why you wear the mask, isn't it? (laughs) Silver then brags about his dad and says um, that his dad was in the crowd when he was fighting for the TNT title, holding up a sign. And then Ten says, my dad gives me drugs. Uh, Alex says he'll be a dad soon, so maybe he should leave. He starts to leave, but he's just fucking around. Colt is still concerned about the food. Silver suggests Uber Eats, and then suggests that Colt, the dad of the Dark Order, get it for them. Which goes back to your story. (laughs) But when I read this, it reminded me, or when I saw this, it reminded me of um, that Simpsons gag they used to do back in the day. Please, Dad, no. Please, Dad, no. Please, Dad. Oh, if I say yes, will you stop bugging me? Yes. 
then yes. <laughs> uh, Colt asks them what they want, and they chant meat, so he orders 50 pounds of meat. Yeah. What'd you think? It was all right. They've been they've they've done better. Oh, okay, not a fan of uh, John Silver wanting to gobble up fucking five <laughs> stick. All right, got it. Maybe the jokes didn't land with you. They was just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no Anna reference this week or lack thereof. I know. That's true. Nobody fucked with Stu. That's true. Segment. <clears throat> well, if you didn't like that segment, segment two. Cutler gets baited into a room so Statlander can use the dark side of the force to strangle him. That was actually kind of funny. I do like that we're back to attempting to murder Brandon. Uh, best friends surround him and are going to kill him, but he screams for his life and says, All he wanted was a bit! It could be something as simple as a mailbag. And best friends instant, instantly stop and they go, Hmm. They decide not to kill him so that they can go to our next segment. Next segment is Mailbag with the Best Friends plus Alien. Um, some highlights from this Mailbag session. Trent and Chuck tell people to be nice on the internet. Yeah, okay. Yeah. They also say they use the they would use the lightning bolt from Mario Kart if they could use any item, but also the star and also, also the triple musher. Also, Statlander almost got a gig in the UK, but then the pandemic happened. Um, and they acknowledge that BT has sucked recently, and that they need to bring back the BT title. Also, Pop-Tarts need to be frosted, unless you're Trent, which he likes half and half. Statlander closes with, don't play Leapfrog with the Rhinoceros. Sound. Sound advice. I enjoyed this. You got a kick out of this? I did. I enjoyed the mailbag. I did like it when they were contemplating it and they and they reluctantly agreed to it. Only if Brandon edits. <laughs> that Orange Cassidy just stared into the camera and went, Mailbag! Well, I, I, I should have I written down the actual reference, but the, it was like the first the first question was whatever, and they moved on to the second question, and then Trent just goes, Hey, look around. And they were like, But, you know, because of the previous. I laughed at that part. Again, this is a terrible retelling because I don't remember what the fuck the question was. But the question was, why haven't you guys been on on BT more often? That's that's. And hey, look around. Trent, yeah, Trent's in, yeah, exactly. Um, because we had to do this segment. Segment four: Rise and offends people with his blue chew hard on, including Tay Conti, who seems genuinely disgusted. Apologizes, Ty Conti. And referee Mike Posey does referee things, because that's funny. I would like to say that I'm with Ty Conti on this, and I am genuinely disgusted as well. (sighs) Segment five, more Bucks highlights, this time from their house show in Jacksonville. Also, the Bucks and Kenny do a meet and greet, so yay, heels. (laughs) My only note from this is, these fucking idiots... Segment six, Cutler announces no, be... we flip off. We we we're gonna flip off the camera because we're heels now. We can flip you off because we're heels now. We can say we can fuck you because we're heels now. Oh, shut the fuck up, you fucking idiots. 
Uh, let's see here. Segment six, Cutler announces he'll be out of action four to six months because supposedly Penta broke his face. Good job, Penta. The Bucks don't care if Cutler wants a job. He's going to be their bitch boy. He says he already is. They tell him to cry them a river. Then they say I it again. I hate this. Also, there's a new video at the end where they're sitting on chairs made of money where money falls on them. I kind of like that. <laughs> that was kind of funny. See, I wrote, oh, they changed the cartoon. It's worse. Worse? You didn't like the chairs of money with money with money falling on them? Fucking stupid. Um, yeah, the fucking fake phone call bit was fucking stupid. Uh, and look, we know... Oh, when they were can't... pretending to be on the phone with Justin Timberlake? Yeah, that was dumb. And look, we know you, we we know you can't trust Brandon Cutler around rental cars, right? Just ask Christopher Daniels. Sure. But yeah, I fucking hate every single moment of this. Get used to it. These are the new bucks. I will say, this is very similar to the characters they were playing when they first got to New Japan. Um. Which that is, means nothing to me. Which, which is, they were obnoxious little fucks. So, if that's your thing, <laughs> then anybody out there who enjoyed those bucks will have to enjoy these bucks. Have to. It's not, I don't know. I'm on the fence about it. Some of it's kind of funny, and some of it's obnoxious. But that's probably where they want to be, right? All right. Anything else on BTE? No. Not really. You seem so enthused. (laughs) All right. Then let's talk about Dynamite April 21st, 2021. Funny funny story. Mm -hmm. Remember how I I told you that I uh, uh, I only wrote the notes for – my parts and did the bullets for the other parts. Yeah. Yeah, I wrote your parts. Okay. I still have my parts. Yeah, but I wrote bullets for my parts. You're making this up on the fly. Oh, great. But I'm starting this week, so. You are. Except, yeah, I fucked it up. That's okay. Oh, boy. This is going to be a I'll fun work show. From, I'll work from alternate, alternate options. JR welcomes us to Dynamite and promotes the TNT title match tonight, as well as the women's title match. JR also promotes his sit-down interview with the Pinnacle, and Powerhouse Hobbs takes on Christian Cage. Also, also, Billy Gunn takes on QT Marshall, and Tony decides he refuses to be outdone, and he promotes his interview with the Inner Circle. Fuck you, Jim Ross. This felt so weird because for the past however many weeks we've just opened right into the first match. Mm-hmm. And then they do this, the what's coming up this week right after the first match. Yeah, and this week it's like, no, we're going to tell you now. I like it better, to be honest. I hope they keep that format change. Um, even crazier than that, Trent takes on Penta and Ricky Starks takes on Hangman. Speaking of which, match number one, Ricky Starks versus Hangman Page. Starks is accompanied by Hook, the kid, not the captain. We even get a Goldman Box promo where Ricky refers to himself in the third person and says, Paige can't handle the pressure. Pressure, 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 pressure. When Hangman comes out, we hear Taz's joint commentary. Yeah. 
Page and Starks chain quickly and then get in each other's faces. Ricky takes a swing, but Page avoids it and just boots Starks in the mouth. <laughs> Tonight we have a battle of the fringed vests. It's true. Also, commentary has returned to their glass top table, so nothing's happening over there tonight. Nope. Off the ropes they go, and Ricky goes for a leapfrog, but Paige catches him and body slams him down. Off the ropes they go again, and Paige uses Ricky's momentum to throw him over the top rope, but Starks lands on the apron. Paige goes for the pendulum clothesline, but Starks ducks, so Heyman goes for it again, and this time it works. Mm -hmm. Uh, Knocks Ricky off the apron. Go ahead. Shivani also promotes tickets for May 5th. Which yes. is blood and guts. Tickets go on sale this Monday. Which and this is the perfect time to, to to promote this since neither of these guys are in fucking blood and guts. That's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, let's see here. Page follows up with a sky high over the top row plancha, crashing down onto Ricky Starks. The crowd chants Hangman, or at least the Gun Club do, uh, and he tosses Starks back into the ring. Hangman and Hook exchange words with Page. Pretty much pays him no mind. Page locks Starks on a pump handle fallaway slam and holds the bridge for a two count. Page tries to follow up, but Starks first counters a suplex with a knee to the face and then tosses Hangman face first into the middle rope. Ow. Starks whips Hangman hard into the corner. To be honest, threw his whole fucking body into it. Shades of the game right there. Remember when he used to do that? And he used to do it to, like, Shawn Michaels, and Michaels would sell like he was dead. <laughs> Remember when Brett would do it sternum in the front? Yeah. That's just... Starks continues to punish Hangman with a forearm to the spine. Hangman tries a German suplex, and Starks lands directly on his head, but sells it like oh. he lands it on his feet. I'm yeah, confused. He was, he was trying He was trying to, to, to backflip out of it. Yep. Which is why commentary was like, I landed on his feet. But he lands directly on his fucking neck. Okay, so here's what I wrote. Because he landed directly on his fucking head. Mm -hmm. But I said, I went back and watched it three times, and I don't see his feet hitting the canvas before his head. But (laughs) he completely no-sells it, so either he's a tough son of a bitch, or he just didn't feel it till later because of the adrenaline. (laughs) Yeah. Like, he didn't even flinch. This, like, you know how, like, some people get their bell rung, rung and they're just, like, they're done. You can see it in their eyes. He looked fine. I can see it in your eyes. Uh, this uh, this is where things got weird for me in this match. Because he gets dropped on his fucking head and then suddenly starts selling an ankle injury, like, out of fuck nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> to the point where I couldn't tell if that was a work or a shoot or not. And then I realized later that it was that it was part of the match because that was, that was what the finish was. But... I didn't see anything that would have led to a tweaked ankle. Well, I think the it's gimmick... It's like all of a sudden, it's, ow! That's the thing. I think the gimmick wasn't that, like, Hangman was working on the ankle or that was his game plan. It was one of those things where he landed awkwardly, and then Hangman remembered that and decided to use it to, to help him get the win, I guess. Well, he landed awkwardly on his fucking head. Yeah, well, yeah, that too. Um... Okay, so Starks goes for a springboard something. I don't know what he was going for, but Hangman just clotheslines him out of the air. <laughs> uh, Hangman hits a fallaway slam and then a brain buster, but still only gets a two. It was a nice brain buster. It was. Hangman goes for a sliding clothesline, but Starks avoids it after some counters and confusion, because this, this next spot was weird. Starks 
finishes the sequence by planting Paige with a Liger bomb. But before that, I don't... So, Ricky Starks is on the corner, and he's, like, trying to set up for something, but it doesn't work. And I don't, I don't know. It was... Yeah, it was this is what I wrote. I can't, tell, I can't tell if Starks is selling or has actually hurt himself. Right. Um, but like I said, it ended with a very nice fucking Liger bomb. Um, they fight to the corner after the kickout, and Hangman gets Starks up to the top, and he hits a fallaway slam from the top rope. Hangman follows up with a fucking murder line, and Starks just barely kicks out. Yeah, I he bet. didn't flip. He didn't flip over the ropes first, so it wasn't as. as That's true. But um, that was that was good. I bet. Hangman sets up for the buckshot, but Starks ducks and comes off the ropes with a huge spear. Starks gets a deep cover, but Hangman still kicks out. Starks tries to set up Hangman for the Rochambeau, but Hangman reverses and has Starks in position for the Deadeye, but Starks escapes that. Hangman grabs a headlock, flips Starks over, locks in a bully choke, and then pulls the ankle, which Starks had been favoring all match, and Ricky Starks is forced to tap out. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts on that finish and the match in general? The finish was a little weird, like I said, um, because you've, the, the the point of the bully choke is that you're you're cranking it in, but you've let go of this part to go grab the ankle, and yeah. so now you it's it's kind of a bully choke, but it's also kind of an STF, but it's also kind of a bow and arrow, it's kind of a surfboard. It was it was weird. Um, I I thought the match itself was great though. I liked it. I yeah. really liked it. This was a fun match. Um. You know, both guys are very athletic, very talented. Um, other than kind of like how the match was laid out as far as how they got to the finish. Yeah, that was a little weird. Like you said, if you're going to make it look like Starks hurt his ankle, then like do something to really make it look like he hurt his ankle. Like, I don't know. Have him kick the fucking post and, and Hangman ducks. Like, you know what I mean? But, um, yeah, so other than that, you know, that it's kind of nitpicky and it's more the the people who put the match together, like the agents and stuff. But I thought these guys uh, were really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're, they Great are both opener. super fucking talented. Minus the nearly breaking... Starks' goddamn neck. I thought it was a thought it was a very good match. But that's on Starks though, because he's supposed to flip out of that. Yeah. yeah. No, no, I wasn't saying it was. I wasn't saying that was a hangman thing. Right, right, right. Other than that bit, I think it was a great match. Oh, by the way, they sell it like he landed on his feet. Like, oh shit, he landed on his feet. But when he first hit his head, Taz and Excalibur went, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of Taz, I was gonna say, speaking of awkward. After the match, Ted, Taz grabs a mic and screams at Hangman. Hangman tries to ignore him, but finally looks at him. Seriously. Paige. Hey, Paige. 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 Hey, Paige. Hey, Paige. Hey, Paige. Hey, Paige. Over here. Hey, look at me. 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 <laughs> he, so, said, like, Adam, he said Adam Page's name like six times. Okay. Was that a shoot that Paige didn't know which direction that was coming from? Or are they just playing it like... Ah, oh, he's drunk. Like, um, Hangman doesn't give a shit about fucking Taz. He's not... You know, Taz is full of shit. He's not going to pay him any mind. Lilla column A, Lilla column B? Maybe. 
I or mean, he's I, an if, or he's an alcoholic. It fits Taz's character though, to be like, hey, hey, pay attention to me, goddammit! Like I almost expected um, Hangman to be like, sorry, I couldn't see you over there. Oh, because that's what they always do when Taz is out there, anyway. But um, short is it? So yes, so Hangman finally looks at him. Uh, Taz claims Hangman got lucky and he needs to watch his back. Taz then tells Hangman what's about to happen. (laughs) So maybe more Colin May. Maybe he is just a stupid fucking drunk. (laughs) He tells him what's going to happen. He tells him to watch his back. And yet, Hangman doesn't fucking see Hook get in the ring. And with Hangman distracted, Hook chop blocks him. Because you never know what might happen. Someone might get in the ring and attack you from behind. You could say we're eating Uter right now, and he's in our stomach. <laughs> also, this this is when you really see that, oh, Hook is still is still learning. Because those stomps were shitty. Oh, were they? I Honestly, I didn't even notice. He was doing, like, the full, like, double foot jump. Like, oh, <laughs> Make sure you really stomp the mat so it makes noise. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Hangman tries to fight them off, and then Brian Cage comes to the ring. Brian Cage goes to powerbomb Hangman. By the way, remember when Brian Cage hated Ricky Starks? Guess that's not a thing anymore. Not this week, maybe next week. Mm, we'll see. Depends who's right next week. <laughs> is it QT or is it Arn? <laughs> Uh, Hangman tries to fight off the attack, but Cage comes to the ring. Cage goes for the power bomb, uh, but the Dark Order run down, and Team Taz scatter like a bunch of fucking cockroaches. Hangman celebrates, and we go to break. Thoughts on Team Taz uh, being made to look like they do all the time? <laughs> Shitbags? Idiots? To, to steal Taz's word of the week last week yeah i mean i assume i don't know i don't i don't begrudge them dropping this starks and ricky thing for one week we'll see what happens next week but well it's the just... next week the big man's in action because as a result of this match which we will find out later uh, brian cage is scheduled to fight hangman page page versus cage on the stage that was what I wrote. Page <laughs> versus Cage, rage near the stage. <laughs> um, back from break, and we see that the elite have arrived. <laughs> Tony proves that he's never watched BTE by being like, they have their own Brandon Cutler's, their own private cameraman. 252 episodes, Tony. You haven't seen a single one of them? And he's been on some of them. Yeah, right. Uh, Cutler films them arriving and entering their own private trailer. More on that later. Mm. Uh, Penta versus Trenta. No, wait, sorry, that's the Starbucks thing. So Pentagon comes out. Mm-hmm. And I noticed the mask. Okay. And I thought it was cat ears at first. <laughs> it's not cat ears. It's fucking Batman. <laughs> okay, so a couple things on that. First of all, I'm I'm loving Alex Abrahantes in his role right now. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. So they do what Penta says, right? And the first thing I thought of 
was he's going to be like, Penta says, I'm Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Batman. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Alex tells the best friends that if they get in his way, he'll make Orange Cassidy into Orange Juice. Sierra. Miedo. Then he said something about Sue. <laughs> so yes, let me work off of other notes here. This is, sorry. I fucked up. I admit that I fucked up. That's all right. So, uh, yeah, we start with some chain wrestling, if you will. Uh, go behind, work the arm, gets Trent down, lifts him, spins him around. We roll, we pick the ankle, side headlock. Uh, Pent up with the leg scissors. Let me get a kip up for stalemate. Let's just look at each other. <laughs> oh, Trent by the does. way, the commentary, specifically Jim Roth, when, when Trent came out, uh, Excalibur goes, Trent? And JR goes, <laughs> why is there a question mark at the end of his name? Excalibur goes, thank you, Jim. We kill every gimmick we have. <laughs> every week your JR gets worse. Let me hear a little JR. Come on, what did JR say about Trent? His his mom was a beautiful woman. Uh, <laughs> uh, we get the glove thing, and then the, the Sierra made out of the face, but uh, Trent knocks him on his ass. Uh, lock up from behind into a side of suplex. Penta rolls to the floor. Trent hits the ropes, but Penta pulls his leg. Uh, Penta sends Trent into the barricade. Uh, he enters the ring, off the ropes. Trent rolls in, hits a clothesline. Penta to the outside. Trent off the ropes, flies with a cope. Tope Conhero. Uh, back in the ring, Trent wants a tornado DDT, but Penta escapes. It's a crossbody sling blade cover for a two. Penta wants the package pile driver, but Trent escapes. Hits a clothesline. Penta hits a super kick. And we go to half box. Half box in the second match. You know why? Because the women's match actually means something this week. Ugh. <laughs> uh. When we come back, Penta's in the corner. Alex is yelling at people at ringside. Penta hops over the back of Trent, looking for a backstabber, but Trent holds on to the, ro- the ropes. Uh, Penta flies back. Trent turns half and half suplex to Penta, running knee strike from Trent to the corner. Surprise! Backstabber gets a two count. Uh, Penta rolls into the corner, slams him down. Penta to the apron, grabs Trent. Uh, Trent escapes right, chop to Penta. We do a pile driver on the apron. Trent pile drives Penta on the apron. And it looks like absolute garbage. Hmm. And they, because tr- I don't know what I don't know what happened, but tr- Penta somehow floated in midair and didn't continue <laughs> down with Trent's legs. <laughs> and the, poor commentary. I don't remember if it was Tony or Excalibur was like, oh, I, he's trying to hold on to the ropes, but I think it made it worse. It made it look worse, that's for sure. It was a hundred percent Tony Schiavone and. Or, or was it Excalibur? Uh, one of them brought it up. One of them brought it up. And then that's when they said the line. And here's the thing. I give them all the credit in the word for trying to cover that up. But the way I saw it was that Penta maybe thought Trent was doing it wrong and was like, nope, I'm parachuting out of this. You're not going to break my fucking neck. <laughs> Yoink. Because he did. He grabbed the rope and lifted his head. Yeah, so then Alex Alex grabs a microphone, tells Trent that his mama sucks. Oh I my was God! Pent up before we started, and he wanted me to let you know. <laughs> he wanted me to tell you Shoe that you suck in. and you 
best friends suck, but most of all, your mama sucks. You uh, don't. My son doesn't suck. You suck. <laughs> and of course, this throws Trent into a rage. The Pentagon throws him in the ring. Uh, Alex somehow grabs the only black chair, folding chair in the sea of gray Matt Hardy face-breaking chairs that there are out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, more on that in another segment. Uh, they hit the ring, but uh, Orange Cassidy's behind Alex. Oh, my God. <sighs> Alex hits Trent in the head with a microphone. No, oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. That, that's not accurate. Orange Cassidy is in the ring. And Alex doesn't realize it. And then Penta's in the ring, and Orange doesn't realize it. And Penta kicks his fucking teeth out. <laughs> then Alex hits Trent with the microphone. This finish was fucking weird. Uh, package pile driver, pinfall. Your winner is Penta. This finish was fucking weird. Well, no, they were trying to make it like so that Abrantes cost in the match. And that Penta was one step ahead of Cassidy, but I'm fine with all that. It's just, um, yeah, it was weird seeing Alex Abrantes fly through the air with a microphone. <laughs> I said it last week. Mike, Mike shots never look good. Um, that's not true. Punk made it look good when he stabbed Triple H in the throat with it. <laughs> Why do you still have your WrestleMania banner up? I don't, cause it's it's. WrestleMania backlash. God damn it. God damn it. Um, yeah, the match was this match was fun. No, I like this match. I'm a big the, fan of Pentagon Jr. The, we know that. The finish was just weird. I don't mind it. I don't mind them getting Alex Abrantes, Abrahantes involved more. Um, to the point where I'm wondering if he's going to take a bump. Maybe he gets a beach break from Cassidy. <laughs> KT says, because the best thing we could do is force us in a Yo Mama joke. Thanks, Budget Alvarez. All right, that's true. Um, yeah, so, I, again, that, that Penta says shirt is, is hilarious. <laughs> All right, then what happened? Uh, and we go to JR and the Pinnacle. Uh, so MJF gets a new scarf. It's silk, but it looks exactly the same. I was going to say, it's the exact same pattern and color as the old one. Because it's Burberry. Uh, I did did appreciate this. For some reason, I laughed when JR throws it to Wardlow by calling Wardlow big fella. Well, Uh, okay. I I enjoyed that. It almost sounded like he was was a little, like, kayfabe-wise, like, nervous. Because Wardlow goes... Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was an immortal promo, right, 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 Jr. Right, that's what you said, right? Was it Jericho cut an immortal promo? And Jr. goes, "He's a damn big fella." <laughs> Something like that, big fella. It wasn't that good of a promo. No, it was um, not. Yeah, but I pre- I like the I like Wardlow's line. Wardlow says it was a perfect promo. Until you got to me. I like that. You said my name, and the words just started stumbling out of your mouth, because you knew as soon as you said my name, you done fucked up. 
Not bad. I didn't know if he could cut a promo. That was great. Not bad. Keep his line short and sweet for now. Sound bites. Uh, MJF says uh, Jericho stands around a bunch of B's and looks like an A and wrestles a bunch of A's, so he looks like a B. Sure. He all, no. Uh, he also rattles off their names. Like, uh, l- let's see who you put yourselves in matches with since you've got to this company. Uh, Cody, uh, Moxley, Kenny, uh, Hangman, Cassidy. Like, oh look, you're putting yourself with all the popular guys. Shocking. KT says, speaking of budget, here's JR with Costco brand Jericho. I believe you mean Kirkland Select Jericho. <laughs> Uh, where the fuck was I? Uh, yeah, he says, uh, for 30 years, Jericho's outsmarted everyone until he met MJF. He's the one guy Jericho couldn't outsmart or hold under his thumb because MG, because he is MJF. He says he's not great for 25. He is 25 and he is great. He's great. Uh, Jericho, he says, he says Jericho was curtain jerking on worldwide when he was 25. Uh, says he's a top guy. Which is guy. true. <laughs> Uh, he's a winner. He's undefeated, which is why he says he's better than everyone. He's already beat Jericho, so where does that put him on the totem pole? He says that would make MJF better than Jericho. Uh, yeah. So he said, "Oh, this was good too." He says he's not a mark for Jericho. He's a mark for Jericho's spot. And on May fifth, blood and guts. guts. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna take, take it. it. I'm gonna take it. Okay. I'm being it's just how I feel, and you know me, I'm a straight shooter on this show. I love this promo. I thought it was great. I loved the inflection in MJF's voice. I loved when he decided to yell, just like out of nowhere. Um, and he just talked circles around everybody. He he destroyed Jericho's promo, like as far as quality. Yeah, because that's what I said. Jericho's promo was just cliched, hacky. I'm a good guy now. Yeah, MJF was witty. His timing was good. His his inflection was great. I loved it. I love this promo. <laughs> From there, uh, a video package for the women's title match. I don't know if it was the same. I don't remember. I don't remember if it was the same one as last week. Because who cares? But Sheeta doing karate on the beach. Where's Mr. Miyagi? I was just going to say it's the Karate Kid. Tune into TNT at 10 after Dynamite. (laughs) It's like, oh, wait, no, that's a promo. Sorry. (laughs) Thought it was a commercial. A Karashita wax off. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to let that one sit. Okay. Shita wax. Is that like turtle wax? Yeah. Let me if she uses the shiny suit. So when the fucking disco ball suit did, I'm very disappointed. Yeah, maybe when she turns heel. Um, okay. Before the match, Cheetah puts Tay Conti over by saying she's athletic, she's pretty, and someday she will be champ. Just not now. Uh, before they lock up, both competitors bow to each other, which I thought was a nice touch. Yeah, I like that. From Japan's own and. Taikanti, the Judicon. So, good on them. That was nice. Uh, in the early going, Tai tries to use her knee-based offense, but when the action spills to the outside, she begins to fucking dominate. Uh, a running knee strike, followed by a vicious brain buster. And Taikanti is in some fucking trouble. <laughs> Back in the ring. Oh, go ahead. 
during the introductions for this match, Justin Roberts, who should be suspended, <laughs> mentions that the match has a 60-minute time limit. Yeah, okay. Ah, uh, yes, but every title match in AEW has a 60-minute time limit. Except for the except for the TV t- sorry the TNT title right because that well like you said the TV title um sixty minutes oh God, I, I know I out. know I know but honest to God though I do appreciate just, the continuity in that if if they just scaled that belt up by like twenty five percent sure it would look perfect maybe fifty no nah, I don't think it needs to be fifty I don't think it needs to be that big. Just Let me say up, maybe a little bit out. <laughs> just drag it into, just drag it into Photoshop and just click the corner and just whoop. Yep, there you go. Uh, let's see here. She okay. So back in the ring, and Sheeta uses her submission game to stretch Ty Conti. <laughs> Felt like she was laying that in. <laughs> uh, and then we go to box. Back from box, and Sheeta hits a running knee strike to the back of Conti's skull. Ouch. Conti tries to escape to the apron, but Sheeta brings her in with a Cesaro suplex off the bottom rope. Fair, right? Cesaro suplex? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, out of desperation, uh, Ty explodes with a thundering pump kick. I mean, the girl does two moves really well, and that is one of them. Everything else could use some work. Not that... Okay, I'm sorry. But anyway, both women are down, but when they get back to their feet, Conti hits a clothesline and follows up with some wrist lock judo throws. <laughs> sorry, before before we went to box, they were fighting on the floor. Yes. And Sheeta hits the, the rising kick and then a suplex. Yes, the brain and buster. For this, for, it wasn't the brain buster. It was a suplex. To be fair, I didn't rewind it. I just... She did not bust brain. <laughs> to be fair... I didn't go back and like watch it again. I heard him say Brain Buster, so that's, that's what I wrote down. That's two weeks in a row, Excalibur, you son of a bitch. But there was a Brain Buster earlier, and he called it correctly. Yes. Maybe it's maybe he got a bad camera angle on his monitor. Just saying. Not every suplex is a Brain Buster. I know. And not every super kick is a thrust kick. Anyway. Anyway. Oh, the, the pump kick. So both women are down off the pump kick. Yes. Which you would think would cause the referee to start, start counting. counting. Nope. Nope. I've given up on them a long time ago. Uh, she, let's... Aubrey, Aubrey also completely ignored Sheeta's knee strikes uh, at the start of the match with a handful of Conti's hair. Yes, that's true. Uh, let's see here. Ah, yes, after the wrist lock judo, judo throws. You're having trouble with that. She finishes the sequence with a German suplex. Followed by a Huluva kick, <laughs> and then a Broski boot. Yeah. Shit, all the greatest hits tonight. She's got those educated feet. Uh, Sheeta goes for a, I wrote Roadhouse, but that's... Ripcord Roundhouse. Yeah, Ripcord Roundhouse, but misses wildly. Sheeta tries to fight back, but Conti lays her uh, across the top rope, and then Bro kicks her in the midsection. When she, with Sheeta still laid out face down across the top turnbuckle, Conti hits a top rope senton, and the only way I can describe it is it looked kind of scary. Because <laughs> she was having trouble keeping her balance on the top turnbuckle, and... Because she was standing on Sheeta's back. I know, and I was just like, she's, she's trying to turn it into a senton, and I just... Why can I see this girl completely missing and... and breaking her fucking neck on the canvas. 
that's our tie. Yeah. Uh, they fight on, but Sheeta hits a running knee strike and a Falcon's arrow. Sheeta covers, but only gets a two. She sets up for the Kinshasa or the Tomashi, whatever the fuck they decide to call it in this company. Uh, but Conti grabs her leg, so Sheeta lifts her and puts her on the top turnbuckle. Sheeta then lifts her onto her oh, shoulders. Jesus. And drops Conti across the turnbuckle with basically a winds of change. Yeah. We are told by Excalibur that Sheeta calls that the witch's shot. Ouchie wowie. I don't know if that's going to be a move that Sheeta, you know, makes a part of her regular arsenal. But, um, holy shit. Let me put, let me just say my next note. Aubrey immediately checks on Ty to make sure she's not dead. Are you crippled? No? Okay, good. Because <laughs> I thought she might have been. Yeah, we call that movie the chiropractic appointment. <laughs> uh, pff, fuck, that was crazy. Yeah. Sheeta goes for a katana kick, but Ty avoids it and hits a pump kick and then hits the Ty KO, which always looks terrible. Somebody else used to do something like that. With almost like a widow's peak or like a backslide position into um, a spinning knee kick. and I f- Like a spin into a knee strike. And I forget who did it. I know yeah. I've seen that move before. Um, Conti immediately falls up and goes for the DD tie. Stupid name. But she <laughs> escapes and hits a crunchy. Uh, she covers, but Conti kicks out. They exchange strikes, and she delivers a backbreaker from a fireman's carry, and then a nasty katana knee strike, and this gets the three count. That slugfest. <laughs> she the fucking paintbrushes Ty to the point that it knocks Ty over. Yeah. She slapped her so hard. Yeah, they were going back and forth, and then all of a sudden she just, just like, finish her. Bam! Bang! I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, he wanted to lay it in, right? Good luck. What'd you think of our match? Uh, it was, uh, it was okay. Um, time was okay. It had its, it had its brutal moments. That, that fucking witch's nest, whatever the fuck it's called. Um, but yeah, we still we still don't actually have a storyline. We'll, we'll get to one in a second. Right, right. But, um, I like this match. I think it had. I think it was better than I ever thought it was going to be. Now, it was by no means great. Yeah. Um, certainly solid. Um, best match I've seen <clears throat> Ty Conti in, but I think obviously she carried her a little bit. Because there were still times where Ty looked like things were going a little bit too fast for her. Um, you know, you you gotta you gotta get in ring time and time on TV, and, and Ty has gotten that in the past few weeks. So, hey, I hope she develops into a really good wrestler. I don't think she's there yet. I think people like no. to say she is. She's not. But uh, certainly, certainly a good performance tonight. Um, and a decent a decent women's title defense. One that I have not seen since, what, Penelope? Really? I mean, that's like the last... Maybe Thunder Rosa was good, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they're just so far, few and far it between. Was, you know what I it mean? It was decent. 
Normally we get Nyla Rose every other episode. <laughs> every other episode. That's a lot of credit you're giving the women's division. <laughs> uh, after the bell, Britt Baker immediately shows up, points to the Tron, which shows that she is the new number one contender. I loved that. <clears throat> she showed the, she showed the rankings, and then they did that fantastic glass break transition where it was just her and just said number one. And I liked it was Jr. or Excalibur was like oh so she got some help from the graphics department on that one. <laughs> um, perfectly fit Brit's character. She's been mm-hmm. saying it for weeks. I will achieve that number one ranking. She was ranked two, and Ty lost, and boom. Right there. Makes sense. Look at me. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine that. Britt Baker made the rankings make sense. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. Cody, give that girl a promotion. <laughs> I love, though, that she just takes her kendo stick and just throws it throws at her. Throws it. Damn, she fucking tosses it at Damn, Britt, who's that. all the way on the stage. And almost hits her. It almost hits her. Uh, that was fun. Oh, and I, I, I look forward to... Britt Baker versus um, Hikaru Shida. As long as Britt Baker wins. For the title at Double or Nothing. Telling you right now, after Blood and Guts, that's the next thing they're going to start promoting. And I don't even know if it's in May or June. Because God knows if they lock down that date. You know, things change very quickly. So. May 29th, I want to say. Oh, you mean the same day as APW? Last Saturday in May. I'll check. Anyway. Um, after the match, we go to a pre-tape of Miro. He still can't find Kip, but yep, promises May paint. May 29th. All right. So after the match, we go to a pre-tape of Miro, who still can't find Kip, but promises pain and suffering for any champion he chooses in AW. Gee, I wonder which champion he's going to choose. Although this says May 30th. Uh Either way, it's, that, it's the last weekend in May. Anyway. Right, so like I said, right after Blood and Guts, they're going to start heavily booking for Double or Nothing. Miro, Miro calls Sting emo face paint daddy. <laughs> so good. So good. So, uh, <clears throat> and Darby, it's it's Darby, because Miro's not fighting fucking Omega. A hundred percent it's Darby. It's, it's so Darby, it's not, and that's probably who Darby's going to lose the belt to, if I'm being honest. I'm all right with that. But it's so funny because he's like, every champion on this company better be on notice. And I'm like, why? You literally lost your tag team partner, so the Bucks are safe. Hey, Karoshida, I'm coming for you. <laughs> you're And you're not going to fight Omega. Like, there's no, you're a heel. How the or fuck would he you can, fight Omega? He's not going to take a title. He's not going to take the title from Omega. He can fight Omega. He's not fucking winning. He can fight Omega on Dark. It doesn't matter. Um... <laughs> But so, so I was like, oh, so they're going to get a lot of sympathy for Darby when Miro kicks the shit out of him. <laughs> uh, but more on that later. Come save your boy, emo face paint daddy. <laughs> now, that would be kind of fun if if Miro beat up Sting. I, I laughed so fucking hard at that. But then again, Sting has uh, his own personal bodyguard right now, which we'll get to later. Little punks and emo face paint daddy. Yeah. All right. I laughed. Next, Shivani decides to outdo JR, and he's in the ring. Nap time. And he welcomes his guest, the Inner Circle. 
yet another in-ring interview segment where the interviewer doesn't do a goddamn thing. Not one. Did anybody ever watched clips of, of Gene Oakland from like back in the day? Or even, even, um, you know, somebody like, uh, uh, what the fuck's his name? Uh, Sean Mooney. Tony Schiavone, who, who used to be a guy on Nitro that did this perfectly. Mm-hmm. I don't get this style. And it's not just in AEW, but I see it a ton. We have an interviewer. He's, he's a mic stand with eyes. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, by the way, Jericho and, and all them had their own mic, so it wasn't like he was holding the mic up for them. Well, Jericho had his own mic. Right. Uh, Hager took the mic from Tony. Yeah. <laughs> KG says, hey, Miro could face Rich Swan for the AEW title. <laughs> 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 Mira could face yeah, Rich Jer- Swan for the Impact title. Tony Tony doesn't even ask Jericho a question. No. Tony just goes, I'm sure you heard the pinnacle earlier. <laughs> Not a question. All right. Also, just in case, just in case you're curious about Jericho's ego, their nameplate does not say the inner circle. Their nameplate says Demo God Chris Jericho and inner circle. <laughs> well, it's his inner circle. I have no problem with that. Um, okay. So everyone sings, even if they can't sing. But at least the fans kept their masks on this time. No, I'm pretty sure every clip they showed. Now that could be purposely, but nobody, nobody. There were there were a lot of people not taking Big Swole's advice from the public Swole announcement from a few weeks ago. I think there were a lot of people that had the mask on perfectly, singing loudly, and it was covering the nose and their mouth. It was a lot more than I usually see a dynamite. Let me put it to you that way. All right, I'll give you that. Oh, Jericho. I'm not going to lie. I really tuned out for most of this. <laughs> I tried. Oh, yeah. I was just like, can you get to a fucking point, dude? Uh-huh. Seriously. He, uh, yeah, Jer- Jericho says he doesn't care about the pinnacle because the crowd sang loudly. Yep. Okay, sure. Uh, Jericho promotes blood and guts and is disrespectful to Native Americans. He says tra- tra- trail, of trail of tears. Of- like four times. I'm like, can yeah. you stop? Yeah, that's a thing. That's an actual thing. I thought he said people. it once, and I was going to be like, all right, he said it once, whatever. No. Fucking had to hear him at home. Jake Hager throws straws at us. Okay. <laughs> Jake Hager, like you mentioned, he, he steals the mic from Shivani. Can you. You're going to be eating your food through a straw, and he just takes a bunch of straws and throws them at the camera, and then he goes. You suck! And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Santana talks shit to, I assume, FTR, but he never actually says who he's talking to? 100% he's talking to, to Dax and Cash. That's that's the, the money feud. Then I think he threatens to remove their hearts at Blood and Guts? Yes. So the Blood and Guts, we find out how much heart you have. Like, what cover out of your chest? I don't know. Jericho calls MJF a bad actor. Pot 
kettle. kettle on line one. Yeah. Um. By the way, okay. I really have an issue here. We watch the uh, the Pinnacles promo first, and Jericho says it felt like you were reading off of your tenth grade school play, and I'm like, really? Because I didn't get that at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're trying to create something that's not there. You're trying to make him sound like Brandon Cutler on the mic. Yeah. He makes fun of MJF for being on the Rosie O'Donnell show 20 fucking years ago. Mm-hmm. And 20 fucking times, because that's probably the 20th time he's done it. And then he sings a song. Ah, uh, yes. Jericho decides to give us a little show tune about his jerk-off friend. Not going to fucking sing it for you people. It's as okay. bad as you think it would be. No, it's worse. It's atrociously bad. Then he claims to have washed MJF uh, to to have washed his ass with MJF's new scarf. Yes, sure. Oh, he also takes How? a shot at Wardlow and says, "Um, I couldn't stop staring at your what did he say? Um, your freshly plucked eyebrows or something like that." I don't know. It was How? dumb. How many times in one episode of Dynamite can we say cut a promo? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, How yeah. many times in one episode of Rock and they say storylines? Oh, one's doing it on purpose and one doesn't know what he's doing. So. And they finger us and we go to break. Yeah, okay. F- finger us. First of break. all, we have to we have to address this. You, you mentioned it in passing a couple weeks ago how they look like the cover of an 80s metal band. And they come out there and they double down on that. So Their fucking, fucking bad. fucking shirt says back in black. Yeah. They are just fucking ACDC <laughs> at this point. Uh, KT says every, t- every time I hear Hager talk, all I hear is suffering, fuck a tash. Seriously. No, that was Roman. That was Roman that one time on Raw. Anyway. Mm, it was SmackDown. Um, was it? Yeah. Whatever. But anyway. So Jericho, by the way, his facial expressions during this promo... 100% his character from 2009 when he came back with shiny vest as opposed to shiny shirt. And he was like, Randy Orton, I'm here to save the WWE from you. It's not good. <laughs> no, it's not. Oh, I hate it. Look, it has nothing to do with Jericho himself. The promo was not fucking good. And everybody's saying, or they're trying to make it sound moral. like he's got and great promos. I haven't heard one yet. This promo was was basically rambling. It was the greatest fucking promo in the history of ever. To be honest, Santana cut a better promo with about 20 less lines. Cut a promo, cut a promo, cut a promo. <laughs> uh, who the fuck? And plus, stop with the stupid finger thing. Talk about an album cover. It's so bad. It's so dumb. <laughs> well, how, how is that your fucking... I think that is an album cover, by the way. I think I own a CD where all the people in the group are flipping off the the middle of the CD. (laughs) We're cool. Middle fingers are cool. Also, what the fuck, Jake Hager? Straws. I know we already talked about it, but I still can't get over him just, like, getting mad in the middle of it. Just being like, ah! I got you some straws. Holy shit. Jake Hager's promo style is Howard Dean. Fuck! You know, 20 fucking years ago. 
All right. Jesus Christ. Anyway, that went out. <sighs> Billy Gunn versus QT Marshall. I'm sorry, who? Billy, Billy Gunn. Billy Gunn? Billy Gunn I thought he was just Billy. Billy. So, so, so when Billy comes out, Austin Gunn just gets a little hand slap. Colton gets a hug, so we know who the favorite son is. Man, Billy Gunn, by the way. Man, the one, the one and only, the one Billy Gunn. He... Bow, 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 bow. He's trying so hard to hold on to his hair. <laughs> it, it's it, it's it's like Flair at this point, but at least Flair was seventy when he started losing his hair. I watched so the other day. I watched the Simpsons episode from season two. Okay, with, uh, with the Demoxinil. Oh my god, I love that episode. I just watched it's that recently. So, and Harvey Fire is a Harvey Firestein as the as a Carl the assistant. Yes, such a good episode. Classic. Mm-hmm. Uh. Okay, so more more about Billy Gunn and his his loss of hair <laughs> with his fake fucking tan and his Shirley packs. But go ahead. I don't, I don't have any notes about Billy Gunn's hair. You're the one who has notes about Billy Gunn's hair. It was just so. Ugh. <laughs> but then, of course, then again, then QT Marshall comes out, um, and I I'm gonna say it now. Uh, apparently, the Bucks got their gear. Uh, in the wrong size at first and just gave one of the jackets to the fucking camarado over there. <laughs> oh, I, I noticed that. His the fucking poofy, his fucking poofy-ass shoulders. Just frills. Just give me frills just right across here. This part is just plain. Make it kind of look like a straight jacket, but not really a straight jacket because he is supposed to be kind of like a crazy dude who's also a caveman, but I want puffy goddamn shoulders. No, puffier. <laughs> Up the puff level. <laughs> Super puff. Oh my god. Alright. So yeah, Billy attacks all the fact the factory. What about before that? What about the, the promo where um a go go was draped in the in the um United Kingdom flag, the Union Jack. Oh, that's yeah. A go-go is running with the foreign snob gimmick again. Nineteen ninety-six. <laughs> so you say ninety-six? I was thinking of um ninety-seven, I guess. No, no, I, I was thinking of La Resistance. Yeah, America's a toilet. Oh well, yeah, that. But <laughs> I'm gonna flush it. Oh, that was so much you better know, than this. You know. <laughs> Canada's still a place where we take care of the sick and the old, where we care about our health care. Everybody in Montreal's like, Woo! He said we're awesome! <laughs> He's from here. He literally had them eating out of the palm of his hand. That is. Fuck. And you the know, Americans Scott, do the other way. Shawn Michaels sent gay magazines. Anyway. <laughs> oh, God. Four out of ten. Uh, Billy whips QT into the corner. 
sends him to the apron. Billy with an elbow, QT lands on the barricade. Billy sends QT into the barricade, then out of the apron, back to the barricade. Then he drops QT on the apron. Back in the ring, some mounted punchins. Punch, punchins. Punchins. Uh, big toss, QT back to the outside. Uh, Billy sees the factory outside and oogly boogly's them away <laughs> uh, before, punch, before he punches QT. Uh, back into the barricade. Ref is distracted. Mountain man. Nick Camerato shoves Billy Gunn. Oh, God. <gasps> Uh, so the gun, so so Austin and Colton come flying out of the crowd to fight off Solo and uh, unfrozen caveman wrestler. Uh, they fight him okay. up the driveway. Okay, hold on. Billy gets chucked into the ring post. Austin comes flying like off his brother's shoulders. Austin, Austin Gun is always standing on something. <laughs> if it's his chair or it's his brother or whatever, he is never in his, he's never on the floor during these episodes. Dude, he's like Enzo Amore, but a little bit more clean cut. <laughs> so yeah, he launches himself off his brother or the chair and just starts fucking swinging wildly. And I'm just like, man, get you a son like Austin Gunn. <laughs> Here to defend his dad's honor. Uh, this, this right here is Billy Gunn, and he's, 50, <laughs> and he's 57 years old, and you can't teach that. Yes, Colton and Austin. Colton QT and Austin! Said, Colton and Austin! QT uh, hits the pile driver, which gets a two-count... Uh, QT tells the crowd to suck it, uh, which brings Billy back. To his to his heyday? I agree. Billy. <laughs> uh, he tells he tells QT to suck it, but uh, QT avoids the fame master. Uh, Billy blocks the cutter. QT hits the floor. Billy follows. He sends QT back to the ring, but there's a go-go. Uh, referee is checking on QT, so a go-go gives him the old tummy punch. Uh, QT... Drags Billy into the ring, diamond cutter, and a pin for a three count. Okay. I have to I have to point this out before I talk about the actual match. Um Anthony Agogo. Here he comes down to the ring. Oh the stomach punch! Tum tum. Oh, he punched him in the tum tum. I have expected him to sell it like fucking Michaels would when he fought Hogan. <laughs> Just like roll around and scream in pain, like, uh, uh, my ribs are broken. <laughs> like, there's <sighs> such a fucking better way. I mean, you could do a short right hook right to the jaw and, like, knock the dude out. So we said last week. Just. He's fuck, a fucking boxer. Dude. It makes sense. But no, it's. <laughs> Dude, the heart punch from uh, Crush was better punches. than this punch. <laughs> Fuck's sake. That heart punch. When I was a kid, that heart punch scared me. I agree. I literally thought it stopped your heart. <laughs> uh, so, so earlier, Alex Abrantes managed to grab the one black folding chair among the gray face-breaking chairs. Yep. <laughs> 
Now, out of nowhere comes a fucking wooden folding chair. It's 1974, you see. What the fuck? We're at the Sportatorium. <laughs> so, this is... And then things just get so fucking contrived and bullshit. Okay, wait. Before they so, even get contrived... Um, yes, I have a very... I have an issue with the wooden chair, because I went... Yeah. You might as well pulled out the fiend's mallet. <laughs> Where did that come from? So, yeah, so so Dustin runs down to save Barrelway. Uh, um, eh, we then we get the again the most contrived fucking spot ever because QT swings the chair and Dustin ducks the chair and Dustin hits QT in the gut with a fucking cowbell. Oh, I got a fever. <laughs> So, so QT doubles over and gently places the chair down. Yep. So it doesn't fall apart. Mm-hmm. And then fucking was it Dustin who hit Camarado with the chair in the fucking face? Unprotected chair shot with a fucking gimmicked wooden chair. The only fucking wooden chair in Daly's place. Possibly the only fucking wooden folding chair in fucking Florida. Or at least Jacksonville. <laughs> Probably more in Tampa. Um, this was fucking terrible. Or Winter Park. Anyway, Dustin smashes the wooden folding chair over yeah. Nick Camarado's head, right? And all I can think is is Dustin being like, you told me to lay it in, I'm going to lay it in. And I'm like, you know what? I hope that idiot's picking splinters out of his fucking forehead for the next three weeks. <sighs> Also, Dustin's face paint. <laughs> what the fuck? I know yeah. it's Dustin, so that's kind of typical with his face paint. But still, it wasn't. It wasn't your normal half and half. No, it was like a Joker smile, but in blue. He had, he had Uno's mask. Remember when they were feuding for two weeks? A week. Um, I and I hate to say this, but I really despise where they're going to go because Dustin will fight QT in a bull rope match and this entire time since the turn Cody's been off TV so Cody will make his grand return to save Dustin from a beatdown and then we're going to get Cody versus QT at fucking double or nothing (laughs) I can already see because I'm like why isn't Cody there that's the one he has the main problem with. Pile driver drivered on the stairs. And I'm like, yeah, so they're purposely keeping him off so he can get that reaction when he comes to save Dustin's fucking ass again. <sighs> you know what that sounded like when, when Cody got pile driver? What? It sounded like an argument. It sounds like a fight. It sounds just like a pile driver. Um, then we go to the trailer of the Elite. Uh, for the record, I know you don't watch the show, but um, this trailer has been... I'm pretty sure this trailer has been used on uh, Impact as well. For, <laughs> just for Kenny and Don. Wouldn't surprise me. <sighs> so Don says... Don Callis is there. He says, there's never been such an assembly of talent. We got the young bucks. We got the good brothers. <clears throat> we got Kenny Omega. Again... Don Callis is a very good second-rate Paul Heyman. <laughs> Matt says that this group of individuals is the reason 
my business went up in Japan. It's the reason why Hot Topic has wrestling shirts. They started all elite wrestling, not all Moxley Kingston wrestling. At this point, I'm just like, we get it, you're egomaniacs. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) (sighs) Matt says they know exactly where they are, so come find them. Come on, tough guy. (laughs) Kenny says he wants to get serious. He does so by taking off his aviators and (gasps) fumbling them into the collar of his Hawaiian shirt. (sighs) But before he can get serious, someone starts honking their horn outside. And honking their horn, and honking their horn, and honking their horn. And they send Gallows to look to the window to see who the fuck it is. And it is at this point that I write in my notes, are we going to cut to pre-tape for a car ramming the trailer? And we cut outside to John Moxley and Eddie Kingston in a pickup truck, and they ram the trailer. Except there's nobody in the trailer. So what fucking trailer is that? And where the fuck were they, where they could hear the car horn, but not be in the trailer that got rammed by the truck? <sighs> Eddie and Moxley cut an Eddie and Moxley promo. Well, they just basically laugh at each other. Uh... Moxley throws a pipe through uh, through a window. You know. Moxley says they're bitch AF. So they then, try to then, play this. Then they fuck off. They try to play this like the elite escaped. Like it was still the it was the correct trailer. See, to me it came off like it came off like it was a different trailer. I <laughs> It, the way the commentary was saying stuff, it made me think that the elite must have escaped. Um, you drive a pickup truck, and you're ramming it into a trailer, and you're okay. But shouldn't you be, like, fucked up and thrown through, through the windshield a little bit? I mean, you rammed into a fucking trailer. <laughs> that trailer moved pretty good when they hit it. Yeah, technically, John Moxley and Eddie Kingston should be dead. Um, I didn't mind the cocky arrogance of the champ and his cronies. Although, it felt less Bullet Club and more Duck Dynasty, if we're being honest. I mean, they were in a trailer. But, I just really didn't give a shit about the aftermath when they like go searching for them and they're throwing stuff through the window and they keep saying shit and they're like, yeah, how do you like that? Oh, where'd you go now? Like, no, this just did nothing. (laughs) No, a whole lot of nothing. Other than, you know, I guess Kingston and Kingston is just back being healthy. He doesn't have like a broken foot anymore or something. I don't know. See a fucking blood and guts. We have a second blood and guts match. No, I'm just kidding. I hope I'm kidding. Um, although it wouldn't surprise me. You got the cage. Why? <laughs> Why waste it? You know what I mean? Put fucking the Death Triangle and um and Moxley and Kingston in there with uh the Bullet Club. What the fuck? It's a double main event. That's, that's the dark match. <laughs> All right. 
Match number five, Christian Cage versus Powerhouse Hobbs. <clears throat> Taz again is on commentary. Yay. Taz notes that, this, that his team has been banned from ringside for what happened earlier tonight. Taz says next week, Hangman Adam Page will have to face the machine Brian Cage in the ring. Hangman Page, Brian Cage, far from the stage. Who cares? There was a collar and an elbow tie-up. Hobbs back Christian Cage into the corner. They lock up again, and Christian Cage was muscled to the floor of the ramp because Will Hobbs is strong, you see. Mm-hmm. Christian Cage got behind Hobbs, but Hobbs powered out and then slammed Christian to the mat. Christian backed Hobbs back to the barricade with a dri- diving dropkick. Hobbs launched Christian over the barricade. Uh, Christian attempts the kill switch back in the ring, but Hobbs powers out of it. And Hobbs whips Christian across the ring and then steps on him with all of his weight. So he's must have learned that move from uh, the big commentator, Paul White, over there. Whatever happened to him? I thought he was going to... Never mind. You skipped way ahead. <laughs> Did I? I didn't mean to if I did. Uh, Hobbs goes for a splash, but Christian was already uh, ready for him, so he lifts his knees up in defense. But, um, yeah, so Christian gets his knees up. You you completely skipped the part before we went to box where they go to the barricades and Hobbs just shoves Serpentico for no goddamn reason. (laughs) And just squishes Christian's face to the guardrail as we go to box. Like I said, my notes got worse as the night went on. It also doesn't help that I did not give a shit about this match. Don't forget to bring a towel. And I get it. It's Christian. I get it. But it's just... Uh... It, you know what? Because <laughs> I got to see Team Taz job out twice in one night. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? There's no point to this faction anymore. Uh, Let's see here. Yeah, so off of the splash, Christian gets his knees up and Hobbs sells it like he got hit in the face. He gets the boot, yeah, he gets the boots up on the Vader bomb. Yeah. Uh, Let's see here. Christian uh, hits a pendulum dropkick and then a diving uppercut. That gets a near fall. Hobbs hits a spine buster. Which JR completely forgets the name of. Yes. Uh, and then Cage powerbombs Hobbs from the corner and then hits him with a frog splash. But Hobbs kicks out, because of course he does. Christian then jumps on Hobbs' back and tries to go for a sleeper. Uh, but he's unsuccessful and he, he rams Hobbs into the turnbuckle. No. No. Hobbs had, Hobbs had Christian up for like the power slam like a running, oh, the running, running bulldog power style slam. running power slam so he, sp- he slams Christian's spine to the buckles and then Christian drops out of the power slam position into the kill switch and that's your finish yes so second match that we've seen Christian in where he pretty much gets his shit kicked in <laughs> 15 fucking minutes and then hits the kill switch and wins mm, what'd you think of this match nah it's alright have you been impressed with Christian since he came back? 
Uh, I mean, he's still Christian, but I mean. I, I okay. Well, I I haven't been impressed. Basically, I mean, because I've seen him fight Frankie Kazarian before, and that match that they had, like I said, was ninety percent Frankie. And then this match, I mean, look, Will Hobbs is is not to the point where he's going to put on a compelling match with Christian. He's still very young and green, and it shows on TV. So, it's kind of like, this is what you brought Christian here for? That being said, I can't wait for Cage versus Cage, because it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> One of them's going to have to change their name. Christian Cross. I'm kidding. Um, It'll make you jump, jump. Ricky Starks runs down to the ring to check on Hobbs. No, no. Ricky Starks limps down the ring. Ricky Starks crappily sells down to the ring to check on Hobbs. You had nothing for my crisscross joke, you son of a bitch. Uh, yeah. What do you want me to say about it? I live that, all right? I was going to school dances in 94. What do you want me to say to that? Did your clothes on backwards? No. No, no. But they would play that song every fucking dance. Uh, uh, yeah, so, yeah, I didn't care for this match. After the match. Starks limps to the ring. Nothing happens. No. He's just there. And then we go to commentary. Well, Kate, Cage, uh, Christian does stare at him. Ooh. I'm going to beat you next week. Uh, then we get another pre-tape from Jade. You're not going to talk about next week's card? Oh, shit. I didn't write it. I thought it happened after the segment. Next week, Penta versus Orange. Statlander versus Ford. Bucks versus Seidel's. The brothers Seidel's. In a uh, in a tag team championship eliminator match, which means if the Seidel's win, they'll get a tag team. Wait, this is brother and brother versus brother and brother? Oh, brother. And they're both named Matt. Matt, Nick, and Matt and Mike. Uh, family versus Factory, Parlay, and Cajun Page in a rage near the stage. Wait a minute. It's it's not... Okay. <laughs> We forgot to talk about the parlay. Because all They're of a sudden... They're more like guidelines. Yeah, I was going to say, because all of a sudden this turned into a Pirates of the Caribbean movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, Jericho uh, very briefly mentions what are the rules for blood and guts. Well, I'm tired of cutting promos in the know. ring. Yeah, exactly. I'm tired of cutting promos in the ring, so next week we're going to have a parlay. Why? <laughs> so we can get a schmaz? Yep. See you next week at Bloody Guts! Pretty much. I hate that. I already know how Dynamite's going to end next week. <laughs> Anything else they book for next week? No. Okay. I'm excited for Statlander and Ford. That should be good. Um, then we go to the video about Jade. Then we go to the video from Jade, who says every single manager in AEW was looking to sign her. I thought your your fucking claim to fame was Shaq. 
She she says she's too good to have a manager, mm-hmm. but then says she'd have a manager if they paid her enough. I don't think that's how managers work. That's the thing. She's trying to sound like instead of her paying for someone's services, that they're paying to be her representation. So she sounds like an idiot is what you're saying. Basically, so she's, she's making up stuff that doesn't exist. <laughs> Uh, Okay. Okay. Also, didn't she have a loose affiliation with the Vicious Vixens? Um, I mean, in in the same way the Vicious Vixens have a loose affiliation with the Hardy family office. I thought you were going to say Ryzen, but okay. No, that's a hard affiliation. (laughs) Ready for our TNT title match there, buddy? Gross. Yes. Uh, yeah, main event time. Main event time. Darby Allen defending his TNT championship against Jungle Boy. Uh, they go face-to-face, center of the ring. They get a lock-up. Darby gets uh, Jungle Boy back to the corner. We get uh, knuckle lock. Darby thinks twice, though. Let's go over it. Goes for it again. We get a leg sweep and a pin for a one-count. Crucifix pin for a one-count. Side headlock from Darby off the ropes, but he won't let go. You take down. Jungle rolls into a pin for a one count. Into the ropes, Darby over the back. Jungle Boy with side headlock takeover. Rolls into a pin for a one count. Uh, arm lock up to the feet. Darby drops Jungle. Jungle hits the ropes, gets another takedown by the arm. Jungle Boy back to the corner. JB uh, whipped across. Flies over the back. Darby rushes another deep arm drag takedown to the submission. Darby prevents a pinfall. He stands backs JB into the ropes. Darby with an arm drag sends Jungle Boy to the opposite side of the ring. Shoots the legs, twists him up, looks for a snare trap, but Darby gets the bottom rope. Uh, Darby shoots the leg, mounts, punches. Jungle Boy hits the floor. Get a chop. Darby flies into JB over the barricade. Gotta get, gotta hit that low pay. Mm-hmm. Uh, back from break or back from box, as it were. Uh. For some fisticuffs. Jungle Boy hits a belly to belly suplex, then a German on the cover. Only get to two. Tiger suplex pin for a two from Jungle Boy. Darby floats over, gets a stunner. That gets a two. Uh, Darby with the running uppercut into the corner, full on coffin splash for the second, and the third is blocked. Uh, Jungle Boy hops up, legs around the waist. He slams Darby onto his head. Uh, JB hits the ropes, a suicide dive, then another, then a third. You know. As as Jungly Boy is wont to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, Darby on the apron. Jungle Boy grabs his head, pulls him up, blocks uh, up against the ropes. He steps on his head, chokes him again against the ropes, gives a stomp, another stomp. Darby goes up top, cough and drops Jungle Boy on the apron. Ouchie wowies. Yep. Referee starts counting. We head back on the ring. Uh, Luchasaurus shows up on the ramp. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, sorry. Lucha Lucha helps Jungle Boy back into the ring so he doesn't get counted out. And then he hits the ramp so that Sting can also head to the ramp. And they can have a conversation that ends with the shittiest clothesline I've ever seen from Sting in my life. Your little brother is not beating my little brother. Oh, yes, he is. <laughs> my little brother's better than your little brother. Uh, we got a brain buster. 
Jungle Boy goes off the ropes. It's a running elbow to the back of the head. This gets a two count. Snare trap. But Darby tries to reach. Jungle Boy locks the legs, claps the hands back, pulls back on the arm. We get a surfboard. Jungle Boy rolls this and locks it in again. This guy was awkward as fuck. Like, he couldn't get his balance right on where Darby was. And so they, it was rolling, but it was also falling. Uh, yeah. Another snare trap, but Darby, Darby almost taps. I, they, I, I bet on a couple of these. Mm-hmm. Darby's so close. Is he going to tap? Is he not going to tap? Instead, he grabs Jungle Boy by the face. Uh, Jungle Boy with a hard slap. Uh, Oof, we get that one was like <laughs> into the ropes. It gets reversed. Sunset flip, but Darby rolls through. Last supper. That's the pin. That's your three count. Darby retains the gold. I don't mind the Last Supper, but the Last Supper has lost something ever since Cassidy started doing the mousetrap. Because <laughs> now it's like. Uh, now that guy's doing it too. What? <laughs> uh, okay. I thought this was a fun match. This is very fun, and it's, that's not not un, unsurprisingly so. Right. Obviously, I had expectations that these two were gonna have a good match. I didn't need the bullshit from um, Luchasaurus and Sting because it was stupid. yeah, that was like very stupid. Like, please stop. Okay, if you want Sting to fight with Luchasaurus. Book it better than that. Uh, and like well, you said, yeah. Clothesline was Fucking shit. terrible fucking looking I don't know if Luchasaurus didn't know that Sting was throwing a clothesline. He was like, whoa. Ugh. Awful. Can we, do, can we do that over? Can we do that one again? I lie, pal. I think JR just sits up there. Just yells that all day during dark recordings. <laughs> no, we're not, Jim. I know, but I like to fuck with them. You think Jim Ross is out there during dark, you silly bitch. Fair. Uh, so Darby and Jungle Boy hang out in the ring until suddenly they get lambasted by Ethan Page and Scorpio Scott. Took them long enough. <laughs> Did it seem like they he, missed the cue? Uh, Ego's edge on Darby. Uh, Sky goes for Jungle Boy, but here comes Lance Archer. Uh, and after the past couple of weeks, we thought Lance Archer might be tagging with uh, Scorpio and uh, and Ethan, but no, he takes them out. Uh, he wants a double choke slam, but he gets low blowed. Uh, they double team Archer until Sting comes out with his bat, which Tony made sure to mention. He's got a bat. I thought pointing season ended last week. Sting. <laughs> Pointing season. <laughs> Sting chases Paige and Sky away. Oh, chases. That's a generous <laughs> use of the word. Sorry. Page, Sting's bat chases Paige and Sky away. Sting threateningly points at, at Paige and Sky and they run away. Threateningly? Uh, I smell a tag match player. Great. Awesome. Against fucking uh, Sting and Archer versus Scorpio no. Sky and Ethan Page. Darby and Archer. Yeah, no, probably not. <laughs> Darby's got his hands full. Big Bulgarian brute making his way right for his head. Uh, match was fun. I don't... Okay. I really do 
like Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. They have used them so infrequently and so minimally that I didn't know who was running out at first. Oh, oh, it's Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. I shouldn't hesitate. There shouldn't be like a second of who's coming down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's uh, Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky don't feel like a threat. They feel like a TV program. It's true. It's like, oh, what are we going to do this week? Oh, I'll give them to a match. I nitpick. Um, and also, I don't like this whole Lance Archer thing, but I haven't really liked what they've done with Archer in months. Also, you forgot to mention Jake wandered out to the stage <laughs> and looked confused when Archer took a bump. It's like, what? Boy, I told you not to take a pump ever for these people. They're not big enough to make you bump. You're a goddamn giant! Act like it! I heard he said that to fucking Big Show before. But anyway. Many people have said that to Big Show and only does is cry when people tell him that. <laughs> uh, it's harder than that time they they made him punch Dusty on Raw. Just thinking of that. <laughs> so what do you think this uh what do you think this episode of Dynamite has on Cage Match? No. I want to ask you what did you think <laughs> of this episode of Dynamite? It was all right. It was uh, it was it was a step up from the last couple of weeks for sure. Um, the matches were decent, uh, to, to to more than decent. Um, it didn't it didn't really drag. There were I mean there were some some stinker segments, but I wouldn't say that that any part of the show dragged. Um, yeah, not bad. Jericho's promo was getting to that area of dragging. Almost. 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 He was very, very close at the end there to being like... Yeah, Jer- Jericho's promo was garbage, as expected. The, the well, it's just the it's too fucking... Like, Jericho's promo was just too um, cliche, saying stuff without actually saying anything. You know, stupid fucking cheap pops, uh, looking for cheap pops from the crowd, like... But and the the part the part with the trailer was stupid. But the part with the trailer, I like. It's weird because it almost felt like they were trying to do the NWO thing, but reverse. So it would be like if Rey Mysterio and like Kidman beat up the NWO. <laughs> um, I just didn't fucking care for now, that segment. But now I'm picturing Rey Mysterio lawn darting Kevin Nash. <laughs> so. That being said, you know, forgetting about the, the, the backstage segment with the trailer, forgetting, for the most part, about um, Jericho's promo, and also kind of not giving a shit about um, Will Hobbs and Christian. Other than that, this week was better. Much better, I'd say. And uh, I enjoyed it. So you I, like QT versus Billy Gunn. Write that down. Uh, I enjoy the TNT title match. I enjoy the women's title match. And I enjoyed um, Hangman and Starks and Penta and Trent. And I am still getting a kick out of Alex Abrantes. I don't care. Fucking fucking AEW stands on cage match. 
This has a 7.8 on Cage Match right now. I'm shocked it doesn't have a 9.9. It's got eight. It's got eight tens, eighteen nines, sixteen eights. But uh, this one, the this ten from Nabil Mox. Great show from top to bottom. Ty versus Sheeta over delivered in Darby versus Jungle Boy. It was a great main event. The MJF promo was spectacular in that segment with the Elite and Eddie and Mox had Attitude Era vibes. Well, he was but right one, on three of three out of four. This this is the one that makes me laugh. This person, Colt Eichen, gave it a 10. Colt Cabana, got it. But the first sentence is, this was a 10 other than Chris Jericho's momentary lapse of reason, and frankly, that was only a minute of a two-hour show. So then it's not a fucking 10. 100%. You, you literally said in your first sentence why it's not a 10, but you gave it a 10, you stupid shit. Um, if I had to rate... Actually, no. <laughs> Theo, Theo, heal one, two, three. 10. Five really good TV singles matches, parentheses, didn't watch Billy vs. QT. Well, then you can't give it a fucking ten. Um, Two great promos by Jericho and MJF, as usual. Let's go to the pessimistic host first. Uh, what would you rate this episode of Dynamite out of ten? Um, I, think, I think seven is pretty fine. I would give it a solid seven. 100% yeah. agree. That's exactly what I was thinking. And to be honest, there was a week, it was either last week or the week before, oh no, it was the week that you did it with Troy. Uh, that episode got it too. <laughs> it's not good. Um, but we're, we're fair, and we're honest on the show, so when they do good, we'll give them credit. Um, I don't know how you get to Miro and, and um, Darby, because it feels like you're miles away from, from them at this point, but... Maybe we uh maybe that's the program going into uh double or nothing. Sorry. Dirty Dirty Dylan E 10.0. Hangman Adam Page and Absolute Ricky Starks are no doubt going to be the biggest box office stars, parentheses also Darby Allen. Their match was insane. I think we need to see Page and Starks go at it again with bigger stakes sooner than later. I think the Alex dude cramps Pentagon's coolness, but he's a smarmy heel, I guess, but meh. <laughs> This is what I laughed at. Sheeta versus Conti was decent, but nothing to drive home about. Nothing to drive home about? <laughs> not that for it. Not that for it. <clears throat> wait, 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 wait. So who's fighting tonight? Sheeta versus Conti. <laughs> I'm going home. <laughs> Kingston and Mox wrecking the trailer was awesome, though, and I'm a mark for segments like that. Darby and Jungle Boy put on an instant classic. Nothing, okay. to drive, nothing to drive home about. Imme admittedly, I'm usually a mark for segments like um, what we what they were going for with uh, the Elite and Moxley and Kingston, but it just didn't land for me. Like, at all. Like, I'm sorry. Just, ugh. But you know what it felt like? It felt very much like what Impact does on their show these days. Just, which I know you wouldn't know, but... It's just not great. If they they're trying, they're putting time into these backstage segments. By the way, there's a lot of backstage segments on Impact. I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> Most of them involve Kenny Omega now. Anyway, anyway, to the news this week. Uh, KT says Miro and Darby storyline should include the Tony Hawk game remake. Otherwise, what are we doing? <laughs> He's got a point. <laughs> 
Uh, all right. Uh, Jim Ross recently discussed the current state of wrestling on an upcoming episode of his Grilling JR podcast, and one of the things he specifically mentioned was AEW's plans to get back on the road. Uh, when discussing the fallout of WrestleMania 37 and WB making changes to its presentation, Ross revealed AEW is tweaking its schedule in hopes of getting back on the road pretty aggressively, quote-unquote, starting in July. Uh, quote, we're making some changes also, Ross said. We're adding more content here sooner than later in another show. We're getting our schedule together. Looks like we're going to be back on the road pretty aggressively beginning in July. Getting back in front of a live audience is a blessing. I can't wait. I'll, I will help everybody's work. You can't help but feed off of the adrenaline of the people and the audience surrounding you, so it should be cool. Unquote. So, we talked last week about uh, about dates moving. Uh, some of those dates were in July. That got moved to August and September. But um, what do you think about uh, about that? Do I think it's it's real? No, not really. <laughs> no, I think maybe. Because you got to figure, say, it's not just a... It, I, I would accuse you of saying JR's talking out of one side of his mouth, but that's all he ever does. Oh, ho, ho. Um, yeah, I just... I, I hate myself. You did it, though. You had to go there. <laughs> Look, I'd love to see them come back, do some shows, go around the country. Uh, they don't... This company isn't making the money right now to do that. I don't give a fuck how much money Tony Khan has. He's not going to put a product on the road unless they're going to sell tickets. And right now, that's not really the right time. Um, <laughs> the thing about that is, these are all going to be rescheduled shows. I know. So they've already sold the tickets. Sure, but it doesn't mean people are going to show up. <sighs> I don't know. Look, uh, I wish them luck with their 20% capacity going to fucking North Carolina and Atlanta and cuz they're not going that far. Go, go, going where? North Carolina. Thank you. Cuz they're not going to go that far outside of Jacksonville. There's no fucking way. You know? And that's the pro the other problem too is every state's different so you don't know. Like I guarantee you they're not going to be in Detroit anytime soon. I got my tickets for September 8th as it stands right now. Date subject to change. <laughs> three times already. I know. During a recent Q&A session with pro wrestling junkies, AEW wrestler Thunder Rosa revealed that she tested positive for COVID-19 earlier this year. Uh, thankfully, she was able to get through her diagnosis, and she has now been vaccinated. She stated, quote, I traveled the whole pandemic. Unfortunately, I got COVID at the beginning of the year. I was able to go through it well, and now I got my vaccine. I'm waiting to get the other one, and I'm still being cautious. So she's not vaccinated. She's half vaccinated. Uh, of course, still currently signed with NWA, also continues to work in AEW. Um, I didn't go back and look um, what her AEW schedule was in January, but uh, I do remember that she, she did disappear for a while. So I'm uh, glad to hear that she uh, made it through and is uh, getting her shots and all recovered. Yes. Uh, yeah, and, and we've seen it the past couple months where people – are starting to confirm when they missed three or four weeks of TV. Why? Do you know what I mean? Um, and it's their business. They they can disclose it. They can not disclose it. It's completely up to them. I'm glad to hear she she's doing all right now. You know, mm-hmm. and she's on the road to being fully vaccinated. Last piece of news that I have. 
breaking news since we actually started uh, doing this tonight. Hmm. Uh, well, not really, but uh, top flight member Darius Martin on the shelf. We noticed that uh, was it two weeks ago that Dante teamed with whoever it was, and they played top flight's music instead of team music. <coughs> or what he could do. Yep. Uh, he underwent ACL surgery today, or I guess yesterday, since it is after midnight. Uh, he posted on Twitter saying, quote, had ACL surgery this morning, first time having surgery, and this anesthesia has been hitting my body like an mf -er all day. That'll happen. Uh, nonetheless, the road to recovery begins. It'll be long, but when I'm back, expect me to be performing at a level you've never seen before, unquote. Um, yeah, surgery always sucks. I speak from experience. Um, so I wish uh, Darius a, a speedy recovery so he can get back to... Uh, Fighting on dark with his brother. Uh, if it's an ACL, it sucks because it's going to be a year. So yeah, yeah. But um, expect to see uh, Dante in more matches on Dynamite against you know Penta or something, and then they're going <laughs> to make they're going to make fucking them go fifty fifty. <clears throat> All right, you got anything? I know that very briefly I saw um, the Hollywood hunk, Ryan Nemeth, in the crowd. That's unfortunate. At least he didn't get a match this week. <laughs> Let's keep it that way, people, please. This is true. And we had no we had no flow this week. Oh, shit! Oh, wait. That's probably because Matt Hardy is still out mourning the passing of his late father, so probably not like the best reason why we didn't get any. Still a reason. <sighs> I guess. What are you doing? <clears throat> Cleaning the screen of my phone so it's wicked dirty. Okay, because I was making a shitload of noses. Sorry. Sorry, sorry. Troy is going to yell at you. Troy, don't listen to the show. No, I'm just kidding. You click that pen cap one more goddamn time. I wasn't the pen cap guy. That was a <laughs> I know. Still funny. All right, that wraps up week 79 of the AEW Rundown. As always, be safe, stay sane, be kind, get your shots, do your social distancing. I have my, my shot on Tuesday. That was one, one on Tuesday. Nice. That was one on Tuesday, finally. Um, so I may be grumpy next week, <laughs> depending on how I feel. It's true. But, uh, yeah. Did you take Wednesday off? Uh, no, but I probably will. You should. Just text my boss. Should be fine. <clears throat> um, you know your body better than anybody. How does your body typically react, especially uh, since the cancer? How does it react to new things like a vaccine or a virus? Or do you get hit yeah. hard? I don't usually have any issues with the flu shot. Okay. Um, just you know, just the soreness. But uh, you know, obviously, I have we have no uh, baseline for this because this is a completely new fucking thing. So. And to be honest, it's hit everybody in the host thread differently. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I got hit pretty bad the day after the second one. But Ginger read, got hit like worse, and like, I read something that they were researching a correlation between your reaction to the vaccine and whether or not you had had COVID previously. Hmm. And I know you, I know you did. I did. Uh, but my reaction, 
so some people were saying like, oh, if you had it, then you get no reaction afterwards. No, it was, the, like, it was the other way. It was the other way. Around. Oh, if you had it, you get hit harder. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. at least the thing that I read. Uh, <laughs> and this has been pure speculation with Adam and Sal. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah, so, uh, until next week. Um, just be good to one another, would you? Be a good fucking human being, people. Please. Please. Please, Dad. Please, Dad. Please, Dad. Bye, Steiner. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You have been listening to a Rundown Wrestling Network production. Please visit rundownwrestling.com for all of our shows, as well as our other special events. Keep it locked there or subscribe to the Rundown Wrestling Network on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, Stitcher Premium, or anywhere you get your podcast from. Leave us a voice message that we will play on an episode by going to anchor.fm slash rundownwrestling slash message. Join our Patreon at patreon.com slash rundownwrestling. You can show us how much you love us by buying us a cup of coffee for just one buck at ko-fi.com slash rundownwrestling. Go to reddit.com slash r slash rundownwrestling. Follow us on Twitter at rundownnetwork. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rundownwrestling. Email the show your dick pics and twat shots via rundownwrestling at gmail.com. Or go to Instagram or YouTube and look for Rundown Wrestling. Follow us on Twitch by going to twitch.tv slash rundownwrestling. And you can also follow our host Adam on twitch.tv slash the Salzer Effect. This has been a Rundown Wrestling Network production. <laughs>